is Kylie. This smells like. Damn it! <laughs> Whoop! Yeah, you can keep it in. This is Kylie. This smells like Teen Spirit Witch. This is V. The Francis Farmer will have her revenge on Seattle Witch, and apparently so will Gabriel. Team Gabriel! <laughs> Welcome to Witch Theater! Welcome to Witch Theater! Fair point. Um, <laughs> Francis Bean for life. Kurt Cobain for life. Rest, rest, yeah. rest in peace. Um, she definitely killed him. Anyway. Wow. Whole nother <laughs> hot take. We've got the whole movie to whole get Whole nother through. hot take. He did not kill himself. <laughs> we are talking about the <laughs> possibly the last episode of our podcast because we are talking about Malignant. <laughs> We're talking about Malignant, which is also like three months old. This is the newest Movie we've ever covered on Oh, yeah, that's probably true, yeah. And the reason we were talking about Nirvana is because it's both of our favorite Seattle grunge band, and this movie is based in Seattle. Yes, they talk about Seattle underground. There's literally nothing else I could relate to in this movie. I mean, I've always wanted to go to Seattle because I'm a big Frasier fan, so. Oh, I've never seen Frasier. I love Frasier. That's one of my favorite shows ever. This is like the least holiday movie we could possibly pick for the month of December. You know, we'll get there. But we did do a lot of fucking just classic spookums and we needed we needed a mix up. We needed to mix it up a little bit. Thank you to everyone who has been listening lately. We had an influx. Yay! We are very appreciative. Thank you so um, much. Don't forget to head over to V's Instagram at Mystical Millennial. And um, if you use her code word, you can yes. get a discount on a reading. Yes. And there will be a new code word today. So Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, so it's very exciting. So the yes. last code word expired and now the new code word <laughs> is in place. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't even remember the code word. And the reason we're all hopped up and ready to talk about this is because I fucking hate this movie and V likes it. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. I had a grand so, old time watching this movie. I did too because I was crying. I was laughing so hard at the last part. So. I mean all I right. have Instagram videos. <laughs> Kylie and I watched this. We each watched this movie before we even picked up back up in October, and we mm. refused to talk to each other about it until now because we specifically wanted you all to enjoy the antics of this conversation. So it might get ugly. Let's hope it doesn't. Um, <laughs> do you want to roll through like the cast, like Gabriel w- going through a uh, police precinct? <laughs> We should probably cover, uh, the, this is going to be spoilery as fuck, okay? Absolutely oh, yeah. spoilery as fuck. So the whole big thing is that Gabriel literally lives inside Emily Madison's head. I call her Emily. Like hopped on like Voldemort, like the on the back of her skull. He was a parasitic twin. Yes. Which yeah. is a real thing. Not like this, but there are parasitic twins. Yeah, they call him a teratoma in the movie, and that translates to basically like sucking monster or something like that it's literally like they have like in the in the womb one didn't fully pull away from the other and they're not technically conjoined 
because one could not live without the other. Yeah, so that's... So it's literally a parasite. So that's the big whole thing that we have to introduce up front with this, because otherwise it's not going to be a lot of fun to talk about. <laughs> it's also the dumbest twist in the history of movies. It's shut the fuck up. It's a fantastic <laughs> twist. Here we go. All right, all right, all right. So I have our cat, most of our cast. I actually don't know who plays Gabriel, because he's CGI. Is there... Well, yeah, yeah there's really a voice and then there's like the contortionist. But I'm going to run down our cast, actually. The contortionist is cool. The contortionist is so cool. That TikTok you post, by the way, was the scariest thing I think I've ever seen. <laughs> I would have shit my pants. Oh, the one where the guy came to the door? Like, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. my God. They really tried to hype up this movie, guys. Uh, I mean, it's Too James Wan. Too bad it sucks. It's James Wan. James Wan of Conjuring and Saw and Annabelle I, and The Nun he and He let me down. The Conjuring is my favorite series behind Paranormal Activity. And we'll, we have to talk about The Conjuring because The Conjuring is our modern-day exorcist. It's fucking flawless. But um, Yeah, it is. Anyway. Okay, so I'm going to run down the cast. But yeah, James Wan, who also did Aquaman out of nowhere. I would make Aquaman too if I had Jason Momoa. I'd be like, I'll direct. <laughs> yeah, right? I have no experience, but I volunteer as tribute. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, our cast. Annabelle yes. Wallace, who has worked with James Wan before on Annabelle, who she played a woman not named Annabelle, but her first name is Annabelle. Uh, She's beautiful. Yeah, she is also a Virgo. She shares the same birthday as Freddie Mercury. Fun. She is normally a blonde, apparently. I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, she's freaking gorgeous when she's not being, like, sad and has way too much hair on her head because I thought that was weird. Um, I think it was a wig. Oh, yeah, I, def- I guarantee you it was. But she was also, this blew my mind because I've seen this show, Peaky Blinders. She was, like, Killian Murphy's girl, cr- like, crush in Peaky Blinders. Oh. She looks completely different she with blonde hair. Completely different. I, like, I couldn't believe that was the same woman. Um, Did you talk about who plays the young her? I no, know. I didn't. No. So her uh, her name is McKenna Grace, and she is in Handmaid's Tale. She's absolutely incredible. I believe she was nominated for an Emmy for it. Oh, get it. She plays a very young wife, so I don't know oh, if you've seen Handmaid's sad. Tale. I mean, it's my favorite book, but I haven't watched the show because I know it goes far beyond the book. The show was way better than the book. Shut up. I've read, but hey, I've, hey, read it and watched it. This better not be the hill, the one hill you prepare to die on today because we should just move on. That book is oh, flawless. I have multiple Margaret Atwood books. is a goddamn queen. She is a queen, but I really like how the move, how the show takes it. Yeah, I'm cutting all of that out. Okay, our next character. Who? <laughs> how dare you take out my hot take? Just for time, for brevity's sake, because there's going to be a lot. Okay. I don't know what you're talking about. I have no opinions. <laughs> uh, okay. I've been trying to say this girl's name for at least five minutes. Maddie Hassan as Sydney, who has to be like one yes. of the prettiest human beings i've ever like just the sweetest face she looks like a cherub in a cute modern way you know like a normal walking person way anyway maddie it has various television shows including like a youtube series but um she came out as bi earlier this year so congratulations maddie you go queen yes okay Next, we have uh, McCole Brianna White as Reg, whose character I didn't like, but I like her. She's in a movie that we should absolutely cover called Spell, which is oh. an Icelandic witchy thing. Um, but she also appeared. <laughs> nice descriptors. I didn't really look at it too much, but I because I don't I, like, know. I don't like to spoil movies from. I did not watch the trailer for this movie on purpose, I don't watch which the I trailers. think preserved 
so much of why this movie is fun to me. Awful. But Nicole Bri- Brianna White was also on a couple episodes of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. She's not who I call hot cop. <laughs> no, the next person is hot cop. George Young mm. as Keikoa Shaw. Oh, Hi, Keikoa. That man is 41 years old, Kylie. 41. That man is 41 and he is, he's British! Yeah, and he's a leap day baby. Guys, he has a British accent. Oh my. Ugh. Actually, Anna, yeah, Annabelle Wallace is also British. Everybody did pretty good with their accents in this movie, actually. I have no complaints about that. Yeah, me either. And f- the last character I'll mention, because I thought she was really adorable, uh, Ingrid Bizu as Winnie. She's also oh, heartstruck yeah. by Keikoa like the rest of us. But Ingrid Bisu is also a Virgo, Team Virgo in this Woo! movie. Um, and she's James Wan's fiance. Ah, I mean, she barely had a part, but she was cute. I thought her role was like silly but cute. Yeah, you didn't. Did you even say she's a crime scene tech? Yeah, sorry. Oh yeah, so she's like a. I was more tech concerned that she tech. was like you know, his fiance thirst, thirsting. Well, and also thirsting after Keikoa, her character. Who wouldn't be? Mm. Who wouldn't yes. be? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Oh, I have one more mention, and I'm really yes. proud of myself because I actually recognize this. Guess which it alum is in this movie? Which it? Chapter two. You're never going to guess. I don't know. Andy Bean, who plays Stanley in It Chapter 2, is Madison's father. Oh, fuck you, V. No, I thought it was good trivia. Holy shit. That's ridiculous. I was never going to get that. I know. Ah, you darn you. Yeah. That's like like Jeopardy-level trivia. I mean, I recognized him, so. Good for you. I didn't. I, I wouldn't have even known his name. I mean, I watched this movie three times. This is my second time, and I've cried laughing each time. May we get started? Let's go. <laughs> okay. In advance, actually, I this is a quiz for you. What part do you think lost me? I feel like I'm going to have to gauge that as we go through the summary. Okay. Well, I'll try to be as... I will say, I think this movie had a lot of promise. I don't think it was poorly acted or poorly written. I just can't handle it. (laughs) It is just the most ridiculous visual I've ever seen in my entire life. Okay. That's the most. Oh my God. I feel like that's the most honest and open you've been on this podcast ever. (laughs) Like in terms about how you feel about a film. It was very objective of you, actually. I'm I'm trying not to be like a complete dick. I made a lot of... A lot of money went into this. A lot of time went into this. But, like, god damn, guys. Something went. Something happened on the way to heaven, man. <laughs> okay. You jump in whenever you think the movie lost me. Oh, fuck. So, we start off by watching a doctor who we later uh, learn is Dr. Weaver. She Weaver. Uh, she is making basically VHS tapes, video notes, uh, discussing a patient of hers. Because it's 1993. At the Arkham Asylum, apparently. I don't know what that means. From Batman! Oh. Okay. Oh my god. Is that where jo- the Joker is? That's where all of the villains go. Oh, okay. So yes, that is where Joker is, technically. I mean, I imagine just based on bats and caves and raining all of the time that Gotham could be Seattle. Dr. Weaver is saying that she is unsure if they can still contain him, is all they say at this point. Uh, we, we later know he or him is Gabriel. He has escaped in some fashion. He is controlling the electricity and killing staff, as I wrote, quote, willy-nilly. It 
very much has the opening of some fucking like creature feature. It's great. The, they do get a shout off him. Uh, eventually the doctor, he kills a bunch of people. Eventually the doctor does shoot him with some kind of like tranquilizer situation. Uh, they strap him to the chair and she says, he starts speaking through the radio and she said, he speaks. So before that, they didn't know he could speak. And then she says, here you go, V. It's time to cut out the cancer. Yes. I feel like I did channel Batman a little bit there. Now it is 27 years later and what the hell is with the number 27? Oh, weird. Also, can we just talk about really quickly how it took like five minutes to do the opening credits with some weird like Linkin Park style instrumentals? You know, I have a lot of thoughts about this movie. That's my least important thought. It was very extended. It was very extended. And that like behind it, there's like showing like surgery happening and like doctor's notes and things like that. Yeah. They're trying to make it a little more clinical than it actually is. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I mean, all that's happening here is they're removing this monster from the back of this little girl. Anyway. All that's happening. Like it's not major or anything. (laughs) So we come up on Madison pregnant, visibly pregnant. She's in pain. She comes home from work because she's in pain. Her husband, Derek, is an abusive piece of shit. Um, he immediately starts saying awful things to her, like, are you going to keep, ki- why are you still pregnant? Are you going to keep killing our babies? His babies. His, his babies. babies. He calls them his babies, yeah. which is gross. So then he hits her in the stomach and throws her against the wall. The back of her head is immediate, like, smashes into the wall and leaves, like, a dent. He goes, oh, of course, he, like, a typical abuser is, like, you know, apologizing and decides. It was an accident. It was an accident. I just lose control. I'm so sorry. So he goes downstairs to get her eyes. She locks him out of the room and goes to sleep. The back of her head is bleeding. but And she is a nurse. But she doesn't think she needs to go to the hospital. You know, at no point in this does she even use a cell phone. The idea Oh, wait. Yes, she does. Gabriel calls her. Gabriel calls her. Okay. That. But in general... The use of technology in this is very interesting. It's, so at first when I was watching it, I was like, oh, because Gabriel can only talk through radios. Know, like, through radios and TVs. Like, that makes sense. It's all plugged in. So, like, normal phones. But then he does call on cell phones. So I'm like, where the, why the fuck weren't the cell phones a part of this the whole time? I don't know. Hmm. During all of this, she doesn't think to fucking call 911. So No. Or, or, again, go to the hospital because she's bleeding from her head. And she's had, we find out, three miscarriages in two years. Which, I, I guess he, this would be the fourth one. And he threw her against a wall. Wouldn't you want to go get the baby checked? She's a nurse! She, yeah, yeah. Hmm. I've, thankfully, never been in a relationship like that. So, But I don't know if when you're in a, an abusive relationship like that, you just kind of want to, like... No, I'm fine. Like, you don't want to. Yeah, like, yeah. Especially that's very possible. If, well, especially if she would probably go to her own hospital to get treated, and then everybody would be like, what happened to you? That makes sense. Yeah, but if she's, she's so committed to having this baby, you would think maybe she would have I mean, this is her fourth pregnancy. I feel like. In two I, years. Yeah, I feel like that's warranted. Yeah. Okay, so Derek is downstairs sleeping on the couch. He wakes up and he hears the blender going. He goes and turns it off. The fridge door opens. Very classic, scary, woo stuff. Mm-hmm. The TV turns on and the, there. this is one little kind of creepy jump scare. Um, Madison is like there, like you see, or I guess you see a body there, Gabriel there. And then he turns the light on and they're gone. That is creepy. 
plot hole. He's not super. Unless this is from Madison's perspective where yes, she's dreaming that's it. that's true. That's like true. she's and seeing it, it. Yeah. 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 So you see couch cushions moving. You see him walking and basically Gabriel's behind him and stabs him in the head. No. He turns his head around and detaches it from his body. Oh, I'm sorry. He decapitates him with his own hands. Except it's still attached by the skin. It's brutal looking. Eh, He deserved it. Yeah, Uh, he definitely deserved it. (laughs) I like the later the sister's like, well, fuck him. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Nobody deserves to die that way, but fuck him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Madison wakes up. She had seen that all in a dream. We see now that her head is either still bleeding or bleeding again. Um, it's a theme throughout the movie that her head starts bleeding whenever she has one of these visions. Guess we didn't think of gauze or to go to a fucking doctor. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I also wrote, I want this house. <laughs> Dude, this house is way too big for me, okay? That's I don't understand. Evan said. Evan said we'd have to have a lot of babies to fill that house. That's like you that's that is a house for a family that's like a that's a house like that used to be a boarding house it's like for the conjuring where they got like five kids yeah exactly madison goes downstairs she finds Derek dead i'm just gonna call it gabriel gabriel comes up from behind the dead body and chases her to the nursery knocks down the door and knocks her out cold which is what Every single time I watched a YouTube video, that was the trailer of just, like, him, like, pounding down the door. Which makes no sense because in the end of the day, he doesn't actually want to hurt Madison, so I don't get it. Anyway. Yeah, I, I, actually, I guess it's just part actually, of the illusion. plot fucking hole. How is that possible if she is him? He's trying to kill the baby. She is him. So how are they two separate beings? He takes over her consciousness. So he's... Making it seem like that's what happened, but in reality, it didn't happen. Yeah, because he can just, he manipulates what she sees. Okay. He manipulates what she. But she did get knocked unconscious because she was found unconscious. Right. She, you would be unconscious after you like contorted your body backwards and like (laughs) mortal combated your husband. That's true. He deserved it. So the cops show up. They say that Madison is in the hospital. Uh, Sydney. Madison's sister is there with her and unfortunately has to confirm to Madison that the baby did not make it. Nor did the husband, but we don't care about him. Nope. Well, his head was twisted off, so that was kind of obvious, but the the baby really didn't make it. <laughs> Hot cop Kakoa Shaw comes to interview Madison, but she is not speaking right now. She's catatonic, basically. It's really sad. Yeah, I can't. I'm really scared of miscarriage, so. Yeah, me too. Another um, tacophobia thing. Yeah. Uh, cops start discussing so they see the the body all of the handprints are upside down on the body that's like a metal detail too like i love it sure and there's no fingerprints so obviously the person was wearing gloves v's just throwing her hands up at me already i've barely said anything mean you weren't already lost at this point no no i wasn't Okay, so just that's a that's at this point there's still a fine mystery. detail yeah it's it yeah 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 it's fine it's totally- <laughs> It, it, I was into it the first, for a while, I was pretty into this movie. I was like, this could be really good. The acting's good. The premise is good. And then there's a point that the cliff, I just was, you know, like in that car that's teetering on the cliff. And I just, there's one part that just like walked up and pushed me off of the cliff. Or like mm. the, the Grinch when his, when his sleigh is on Mount Crumpet and yeah. Cindy Lou is there. Oh yeah. But no one is there to pull me back. Someone actually pushes me over. Ah, 
I am Cindy Lou and I don't know what to do. You're Cindy Lou. I don't know what to do. Malignant is poo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, the end of Malignant is poo. It could have been good. <clears throat> Actually, I shouldn't have said could have been good because it's based off a story and like the fatal flaw is the ending to me. So there's really no, you can't make it better. So the cops start thinking that um, Madison is the only one who had motive to kill Derek because it's been confirmed that he hit her. A lot. A lot. Yeah. The neighbors heard. And if you, which I will say these houses are far apart. There's no way in fuck that those neighbors heard. The neighbors are the ones that called it into the cops. Like when they heard screaming. But you, whenever they show the house, there are no neighbors nearby. (laughs) The level of abuse that must have been happening. Although Annabelle Wallace do got some lungs on her. Or the plot hole that there actually isn't anyone nearby. (laughs) So Madison does get to go home eventually. Little things start happening. The light on the outside of the house, like a street light kind of thing or like a garage light, goes on and off. That's a common theme throughout, which I do like the explanation of that later. So they were treated with electroshock therapy. It's kind of a cool power. So now Gabriel, I guess, and Madison, Memily as I call her, the door is open. Um, I will say there's one really cool shot where she's running around the house and it kind of makes the house look like a dollhouse cut off. And they only do that one time. And I'm like, make that a theme in the movie. Like, do it some more, please. It just happens the one time. It's It's a really cool shot. Like, Stanley Kubrick in The Shining did the same sort of cinematography, like, over and over again, which is, like, why it's good. Like, that's part of why it's good. Here's Johnny, that part. No, I'm talking about, like, following Danny around on the little tricycle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, like, they do that over and over again just to build suspense. I got a reference because I've seen that one. Yay! (laughs) But, yeah, I feel like I really wish they had done more of the dollhouse shot, like, that was so cool. I've never seen that before. I also pointed out in my notes that we didn't think to call 911 when you think that intruder's back who just killed your husband. Yeah, she just went around shutting the curtains like a total dweeb. And then hides herself in her bedroom. Maybe I do D- don't maybe I don't like this movie as much as <laughs> I'm gonna convince you! I'm gonna convert you. No, I have a very strong argument at the end of this. This second time I went in and I was like, I am going to be open-minded, Kylie. You are watching this on your own this time without Evan, also who was laughing next to me when we watched it the first time. At one point, I still lost my ever-loving dread. <laughs> so anyway, Madison, it's the next morning. She, They call her Madison, Maddie, and Emily. So Emily is boarding over windows, installing deadbolts on doors. Her sister, Sydney, is coming over. This whole sequence reminds me of Nightmare on Elm Street so much because Nancy, like, getting all of her tools together to, like, protect herself from the monster. Yeah, this is a very apt. I didn't even think about that. But I think that is kind of a common movie thing. Like, yeah, because even in it, they kind of do that. They're, like, readying their gold earrings and their slingshot and their, like, yeah, all that stuff. Silver earrings. They're ready for battle. Sorry. Silver to defeat the werewolf. I apologize. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But also because <laughs> Sydney pops up at the window, which is what Glenn did to Nancy. Yes, very true. Oh, Glenn. Anyway. Oh, Glenn. Uh, S- Sydney is coming over. She pops up in the window because she can't get in through the front door. Oh, and they also made it clear that she has known nothing about the abuse. She didn't even know about the miscarriages. So Yeah, what the fuck? And they're like, S- um, Sydney well, they is said, she said they. She said they kept us apart. He kept yeah. us apart. So she's a great sister. 
Yeah. Sydney is like really stepping it up. Sydney's honestly the star of this movie. <laughs> Sydney Sydney for me wins forever. I love Sydney. Team Sydney. Madison said that she wanted to have a biological connection to someone. This is when she tells Sydney that she was adopted at, at age eight and she does not remember anything before that. Sydney takes this real well because she's just like, what are you talking about? Instead of being like, hello, I'm right here. I mean, they couldn't look any different. So, <laughs> yeah, one's and the blonde, mom one's looks, brunette. Yeah, like one's and got the a button nose. Just like Sydney. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Now we're at my dream job. Not my specific one, but a thing I would do. It is the tour of the Seattle Underground. Yo, I listen. I would love to be a tour guide. I've actually thought about it with like Tampa because. I get on the phone with people and they'll be like, where are you? Like at my day job. And they'll be like, oh, where are you at? And I'm like, I'm in Tampa. They're like, oh, I've never been there. And I'm like, let me spend 10 minutes telling you about all the reasons that it's great. Which yeah, I is... know nothing about Tampa. Oh, it's amazing. Dude, there was like gangs and mobs and shit here. Like there's like insane amounts of history. You could see so many. Oh, I believe and, it. Yeah. Ybor City, which is where all the cigar factories were. So cool. Like the, where I get my tattoos in an old cigar build, like cigar factory. Like there's a cool. bunch of businesses there now. It's just so cool here. I will say that museums are super creepy at night or when there's no one there. They are really creepy and big and huge and weird. And, and this is um, like a whole network of underground tunnels. Yeah, it's a, it's a network of underground tunnels. I didn't realize this is real. I assume it is. that there was, It is real. There was a first city of Seattle that was, um, there was like it, an earthquake, I think. And they said it burned. It, it burned. Or it burned. I apologize. It burned down. Kind of like Chicago did. And then yeah. they built the city, like, a couple stories above. Yeah, to, one story higher so yeah, that it wouldn't to, flood. Yep. Yeah, that's totally real. That's but this really is cool. where she made the joke about, like, the Seattle Underground, No, I Don't Be Nirvana, or Pearl Jam, which is why we did Nirvana songs at the beginning. Also, just because we like Nirvana. I mean, I have spent the entire day listening to Nirvana in preparation for this, and I feel like Gabriel potentially would love Nirvana because it's so fucking moody. <laughs> and and emily may or madison whatever the fuck her name is emily the woman who is working she's unidentified at this point she's a tour guide at this museum attraction kind of i don't know what you would really call it she works at the at the underground hidden city of seattle as a tour guide yes she's a history history tour guide yeah she hears a noise down the tunnel um she starts to follow them. They continue getting louder and louder. She runs to turn on the lights. Nothing is there. The lights flicker, and then something, Gabriel, comes from above and attacks her. Sounds like a cat. I don't know why. <laughs> it's like Gabriel, a yeah. Gabriel has many sounds. Yeah! She wakes up like tied up, like, tied up, like, on the ceiling in an attic. Yeah, what the, like, he basically, like, crucified yeah, her <laughs> yeah that's what i was gonna say like she's basically crucified v's too soon out of religion to say that. i know it's only been like eight years but you know mine is zero so <laughs> Got that no memory runs deep yes i don't blame you um although many people were it was a very common way to kill people yeah it was Jesus. that's that's why christianity is kind of weird <laughs> Yep, because it's a cult. Anyway, that's a Kylie hot take. He's talking to her through the radio. Gabriel's like fucking around around there, like doing shit. They don't love really jacket. Yeah, 
like leathery skinny tall guy in a trench coat and a black trench coat and gloves somebody that i would automatically be like that's kylie's type oh yeah i'd fuck it i'm just kidding (laughs) no but i would fuck kurt cobain i mean i don't think kurt cobain ever wore a black trench coat and black gloves no but he had a look about him he was moody yeah he's a fucking pisces yeah (laughs) she has me like a pisces when i'm weak like, hello. I don't know. I don't honestly know much, Nirvana. I'm just obsessed with Kurt Cobain. Oh, man. That's the line from Heart Shaped Box. <sighs> I thought that was going to be the witch you were going to be. Um, I was, but then I realized Francis Farmer will have a revenge on Seattle fit the tone better. Oh. Which is I also only, a good I, song. I miss the comfort in being sad. It's a great line. Oh, my God. I do find a lot of comfort in being sad. Anyway. I'm telling you, right? Like, Kurt Cobain, like, I didn't get into Nirvana until I was, like, 23, and it changed my fucking life. Nirvana's great. I mean, Kurt Cobain's, his songwriting's insane. It's really too bad he died young. It would have been amazing. Mm-hmm. Would have just gotten better. Now we see Dr. Weaver. He gets a call from Gabriel, and he says it's time to cut out the cancer. Now you see Madison in her house, apparently listening to an old-fashioned radio, as everyone does in 2020. And the song that they're playing is garbage. It's a well, garbage song. It's terrible. It's I don't even know what... like, who has that radio anymore? Listen, I will explain why I like this movie so much towards the end and as we go along. However, I will say the sound design in this movie is absolute fucking garbage the songs that they choose and like here's the thing where is my mind by the pixies is a great song but you can't use it as your refrain anytime madison is feeling like she's losing her fucking mind that's not how that works didn't pay attention was too distracted by the growth in the back of her head no this was happening throughout the movie like there's a whole sequence where they do like a weird orchestrated version of where is oh. my you know the song you, right you know i don't know and you, know you don't, don't know the song it. where is my mind by the pixies what does it sound like sing it for me like the lyrics are not the thing it's the it's the it's like that's the intro they, they play it throughout the entire fucking you've never seen fight just, club have you no hate it okay no. then that explains a lot don't like that author it's not about the author. It's about Fight Club, which is an incredible movie, plus Brad Pitt and Ed Norton. Come on! Not into Brad Pitt. And Helena Bonham Carter. I am into Helena Bonham Carter. Oh, I don't think we can cover Fight Club for this podcast, but... No, we gotta stop. We're doing we're doing something in Christmas that has nothing to do with anything with our podcast. We just want to talk about it. Look, we're allowed to cover whatever the fuck we want. That's I haven't true. talked about a single witchy thing or drawn tarot cards this episode, so not yet. But you you have to, you have to tell me Gabriel's tarot. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> so Madison sees the vision of she's like doing laundry. And she sees a vision of Dr. Weaver screaming at her, asking who they are, why, why, why. She sees her be murdered by Gabriel. With the coolest murder weapon ever. Well, it is the start of the coolest murder weapon. So he bashes her head in with a trophy, which is the excellence in, like, pediatric surgery trophy. Half of the trophy is missing, which is, like, a pointed part. But he does beat, he beats her over the head with the bottom part. Yeah, it's really fucked. There's blood everywhere. It's fucking awful. It's It's very good. Okay, you ready for this, Kylie? I I just said I didn't have a witchy moment, but I have a witchy moment. All right, you ready? Gabriel uses a medical statue as his weapon, which is called a caduceus, which is carried by Hermes, a.k.a. Mercury, 
Who does what when it goes retrograde, Kylie? That's the technology. Yes! Woo! Fucking I knew full that circle. was the answer. Fucking full circle. Mercury fucks with technology when it goes retrograde, and Gabriel fucks with technology because he's an evil piece of shit. I don't know. They really have been fucking with Gabriel. I don't really... Yeah, but they... No, but, like, she... I think Gabriel has a point. I don't. Really? They were testing on children. I mean, we don't know that. We do, we... actually. Do we? Yes, they show it. They show them doing it to Emily. He's on the back a... half of Emily. What are you? Go- okay, listen. Seriously, are you They're just gonna go ahead and shocking re- him? Are you just gonna go ahead and remove that thing? Or are you going like yes, they have a hundred percent? It's an alive, conscious being. Okay, but eight years of then Emily's life were taken up by this creepy parasitic twin who couldn't live without her it was just feeding off of her yes you i know move it <sighs> not for eight years you don't fucking keep it we don't really know what they were doing keeping her they at the very minimum they were keeping her in an in some sort of medical institution for gabriel eight years. listen gabriel is not on memily's side in this he's not because he tries to get her to kill he tries to get her to kill her mother he should no, be happy that she ended up in a good spot the baby yeah which is also evil which is also an evil <laughs> I'm like, impulse gabriel, i'm literally like technically not try to kill the mother kill the fetus gabriel is oh my god what have evil. i become i have devil advocated too far <laughs> this is the limit it finally happened it took almost 30 episodes <laughs> i already said i would have babies to feed <laughs> See, I could almost forgive that, but, like, that, because you were, <laughs> oh, my God. I just figured if I was making them, then I had the choice to do what I wanted. That's what I'm saying. Like, you, and you do, and you do, because, like, we are definitely pro-choice on this podcast. Yeah, fuck Texas. <laughs> fuck Texas. Defund the police. Arrest the cops who murder Brianna Taylor. Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, arrest Kyle Rittenhouse, too. Motherfucker. Oh, God. They did, they did convict of Maude Arbery's killers, which is fucking fantastic. Yeah, thank God. I know that's already yesterday's news, but I'm really happy about that shit. We got something. We had to get something. Madison does tell her sister Sydney that she somehow saw Dr. Weaver being murdered. Sydney, she's a ride or die bitch. She's literally mm-hmm. like, okay. First, she goes through the very, like, logical, like, well, maybe it was because of this. Maybe it was a dream. Maybe it was this. But then she's, like, all of a sudden, like, nope, okay, you're seeing shit, and, like, Mm -hmm. just gets on board. Right. Sydney Um, is a witch in training, and I want her (laughs) in my life. I want her. If I were bisexual, I'd be like, yes, Sydney. I also forgot to mention that the cops did realize they found all of the files of um, all of the patients of Dr. Weaver. She was specialized in child reconstructive surgery. They find a picture of a little girl who we now know is Memily. Well, we find out later. We do find out, but it looks just like her. <laughs> it's pretty because easy. Because the guy who does the aging up, it is an exact Annabelle, Memily, whatever the fuck. I mean, she even has bangs at the time. Like, they literally made it look exactly like her. Get a new hairstyle. Jesus. Memily had a wig on. Then we go to see a new doctor. His name is Dr. Fields. He is another doctor who worked with Memily and Gabriel. This we guy were, we, is the worst actor in this entire movie, <laughs> hands down. He's pretty bad. He's awful. He gets murdered with the sharpened trophy in his bed. Memily sees it. 
And then her head starts bleeding again when she wakes up. So she's kind of putting two and two together a little bit here. The first time I watched this, I think around this time was when I figured out, I was like, oh, they were twin. They were conjoined twins because I was like, there's clues in the yeah. opening title about like dividing and conjoining letters and things like that. Oh, I, like, I knew okay. it was her from the fucking beginning. I knew it was her. I mean, you know me. I'm kind of along for the ride and, like, also trying to watch the movie and also figure it out. So, like, but I didn't know to what extent. I was like, why is her head still bleeding? Why isn't she going to the doctor? Because, like, honestly, for me, I'm just like, she's still bleeding. I'm really upset. <laughs> I thought it was really just because she was having some, like, psychic vision well, shit, you know? I, I assumed after she was in the hospital and they do do, like, a full head to toe look on you. Mm-hmm. They didn't they didn't see her head openly wounded. So obviously after she was released from the hospital, nothing has happened again to open that wound. I, I have to think, though, if she's ever had a CAT scan. <laughs> no, they did not. <laughs> they obviously didn't give her a CAT scan. Otherwise, they would have been like, what the fuck is on the back of your head? Well, technically, it was in her brain. They That's pushed, right. Literally what? Okay. We'll talk about it later. But what these people did was they removed as much as they could and they just pushed the rest into her skull. Like, what, what else are you supposed to do? She would have died. But, like, also, and never tell her? She was, okay. They should have told the people adopting her. They shouldn't have just given her to a fucking adoption agency and been like, yeah, send her out. Okay, that, yeah, that is fucked up. She's got a parasitic twin stuck in her brain who tells her to murder people. They probably were just like, eh, it doesn't matter. She's fine. She's going to be great. She's going to live. She lived a full and happy life for 27 years. Her whole childhood, she heard Gabriel. Yeah, but she didn't remember any of it. And like the the mom said she eventually grew out of it. Yeah, it was. She stopped uh, when Sydney was born. That's why Gabriel hates Sydney. Right. Anyway, Madison and Sydney go to the cops to try to explain the visions. Hot cop and what's her name? Reg. Reg. Don't really believe her. Hot cop kind of is like on board, but. He also just likes Sydney. He's like, oh, she's pretty. And he's like, oh, she's hot. And I was like, oh, your babies would be cute. I and am 100% going to pull a tarot card at the end of this to see if they get together. Did he live? Duh. I couldn't tell. Oh, wait. Lost that too. <laughs> Plot hole. No, it just ended. The- I'm sure he's alive. Plot hole. He's alive um, if he's available for the sequel, okay? If he's not, then he's dead. Is there going to be a goddamn sequel to this movie? We don't know yet, but probably. F- please fucking no. Please Please no. fucking yes! Just to torture me. Yes, because we will cover it. <sighs> Guys, we had to pay $20 for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Although it was kind of worth it for the laugh. I did get a, I've had a hard week, and it was a really good laugh. The girls, Madison and Sydney, are like, okay, if this isn't true, if this doctor didn't get murdered, lock us up. And then they do lead the cops. They find Dr. Fields dead in his house. So now Madison is in, I believe, like the bathroom at the really, really cool police precinct. Yeah, like this really big old building. I don't think that's realistic. This is a movie. Okay. Well, even Law and Order is closer than that. Like, come on. It's like literally 20 foot ceilings with columns and like brick exposed brick walls and there's just a bunch of cops there come on but Deep i did fun the police <laughs> <laughs> it was really pretty though i liked the aesthetic of the movie turn it and into like, a homeless shelter and defund the fucking police <laughs> <laughs> cops can work out of their cars i'm sick of this shit they get good cars too yeah exactly yeah they do 
Madison gets a call on her. I'm sorry, Memily gets a call on her cell phone from Gabriel. He calls her. This is the first time he calls her Emily. Um, he said he's going to make everyone pay for what they did one by one, meaning breaking them apart as children. She now remembers it as Gabriel as being her imaginary childhood friend, childhood imaginary friend. The cops get back. Hot cop Kakoa gets back. The age progressed picture of the little girl realizes that it's Memily. And he just let her walk out the door like five seconds ago. <laughs> I mean, but technically she hasn't done anything. Like, he can't do shit. Actually, when they do arrest her later, it does make sense. But once he gets the call, they really should have let her out because... There's literally someone on the phone confessing to crimes, and they're like, yeah, you should stay here, too. Although, it could have very easily been two people working. Look, Keikoa Shaw is actually a pretty damn good cop. He really commits to it. He He really does commit to it. I would have let that fucker go a long time ago. I would not have fallen two stories down to a dumpster. For we'll get to there. Get we'll get far. there. Yeah. So wow, Sydney that's like Madison- the only time I've ever said that to you. <laughs> Sydney and Madison go see their mom. Um, they ask who ga- who is now in a wheelchair and appears that the dad has died. Andy Bean's dead again. God damn it. Madison says something like, did they say I had a brother? And she said, no, they said your mom died while giving birth to you. Lies again. Lies. We don't know that yet. Yeah, basically that was it. The real truth is even worse. It's way worse. And so they said, okay, well, then who is Gabriel? And then she shows them videos. So basically there's a few videos they show. One from her birthday. She's talking to, uh, Memily is talking to Gabriel. Another video, it's very um, Paranormal Activity 3. Yeah. Another video shows her talking on one of those fake phones from the 90s, talking on the phone to Gabriel. And he's, like, talking about hurting the baby, which is Sydney, as a fetal being. Kakoa, the hot cop, finds a collection of USB drives in one of Dr. Weaver's books that she had in her office that was kind of looked like just another one of her files. Dr. Weaver is discussing Emily May, who is Memily. She is seeing visions and hearing different thoughts from whom she believes is the devil. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think it's dumb because I think the devil gets a really bad rap. I don't know how witchy this is, but this is certainly um, ex-Christian-y, you know? The devil is whatever the fuck you make it. Like, yep. actual Satan, Lucifer, like the Christian, is the Christian devil, but a devil People is really- People just associate it with anything negative. Yeah, that, like- yeah, she calls Gabriel the devil. That's her own personal devil. Like, when we talk yeah. about how people, quote-unquote, have demons, mm-hmm. that's more, that's closer to, like... Yes, a personal devil. Right, right. And then in the tarot, the devil is about balancing your vices. Like, I've seen it. There's one deck that I have, the Da Vinci Tarot, which is an incredible deck, but really difficult to read with. But it's all sketches by Leonardo Da Vinci. It's cool as hell. The devil is virtue and vice, and it's actually conjoined twins. Actually, I didn't even think about that until just now. Virtue and vice, because the devil in the tarot, everybody like hates to see the devil in the tarot because everybody's like, oh no, it means a thing bad. But it also represents Capricorn, and Capricorn is very ambitious. And if you think about it for half a second, Lucifer was very ambitious. He He tried to overthrow God. Exactly, exactly. You want to know where I learned that from? Where? The Netflix show Lucifer. Which is absolutely incredible. It is the best ending of any show I have ever seen. But the devil, like, curbing that ambition. Honestly, the devil would be a great card for Gabriel to get if it comes up. Because 
He needs to curb his ambition. I don't know why he needs to kill all of these doctors. If he just wants to be alive, then he can coexist with Memily. I think he just wants her revenge for them removing him. That's not justice. That's not balanced. There you go. Full circle. Memily. This is where I, in my notes, <clears throat> wrote Maddie slash Emily and then comma Memily. <laughs> I like to see my own progression of thought. It's kind of I weird. I have a really weird brain. Sees. I had to look this one up. Dr. Gregory. He's the last doctor who was a part of the, I guess not experiment, the. The group of doctors that was taking care of Emily and Gabriel. Taking care of is a hot, that's an extreme way to say it. Who you're was, making a lot, you're, you're seeing this from Gabriel's perspective. Are you surprised? I guess not. <laughs> they were studying. I think they were trying to figure out, try and figure out a way for them to coexist, which is why they waited eight years to cut him off. I don't know if there's anything that you were ever going to get to do, but, um, so You Gabriel, can't just kill something just because it doesn't it's exist. It's a parasite! Okay, but that's the thing they were trying to determine. It doesn't take eight years to figure that out. I feel like it does. Okay. We're on opposite sides of the... Do the die. I don't think they deserve to die for it. I just think that it wasn't. I don't think they deserve to die either. I don't think it was necessarily in the best interest of the child to continue doing this. It was for Memily to cut him out. Oh, the end. Yeah. But think of how easy it would have been in the very beginning before he grew his creepy little arms. I think he had them the whole time. Oh, maybe. They were really creepy. Anyway, so they see Dr. Gregory. He gets killed in the bathtub. Um, Kakoa had figured out that he was, Dr. Gregory was in danger. He goes to Dr. Gregory's house or apartment, finds him dead in the bathtub. However, Gabriel is still there. Gabriel somehow turns into a superhuman and escapes down the fire escape by like, all I could think of was the office episode where they go parkour and like, <laughs> because he's parkouring down the fire escapes. <laughs> Kokoa is doing his best to follow. He does jump like two stories down. He follows Gabriel through like fucking everywhere. Like Gabriel knocks it, kicks in a window into a basement and scurries around in there. And Kokoa follows him. He's really committed. He's shooting. He's doing everything else. They end up on the set of Phantom of the Opera. Or on the set of the Titanic when they fuck in the old car. Oh, yeah, I thought that, too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They do interact one more time. They have, like, another face-off. Like, boom, boom, boom. Pretty, a decent fight scene. Uh, Gabriel gets away. He scurries up the wall. You're very enthusiastic for someone who hates this movie. I like Kakoa. And they haven't haven't lost me yet. You haven't guessed when they lost me. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, you're right, you're right. I did, I did note the first time I watched this, I'm like, why is Gabriel moving so weird? That is where I started to question things, not mm. where they fully lost me. The cops sit down with Madison. They fill her in on how she was born as Emily May. They want her to sit down with it. What do they call it? A psycho-hypnotherapist? A psycho-hypnotherapist. I think it was just a <laughs> hypnotherapist. Psycho-killer. Say, to, they want they want to unlock her memories from before she was adopted. Let me just take a break, everybody, and remind you that repressed memories can be very harmful. Oh, my God. Yeah, there's a reason your body represses them. They can also, like, lead to cases being solved incorrectly. 
Yes, that was like a whole thing during the satanic panic where a bunch yep. of people were accused oh. incorrectly of pedophilia. Really bad. Really bad. But yeah, uh, witch break real quick. Shadow work. Shadow work. We probably talked about before, but shadow work is really important. thing to do. You don't have to be a witch to do shadow work. Really what nope. it is is just looking at your shit, looking at your demons and being like, I got to deal with that. Doesn't mean that the shadowy parts of you are ever gonna like clear up because no one wants to be a ball of sunshine all of the time. Like some people do, and I don't trust those people. I don't either. I don't want to be a ball of sunshine all the time. It doesn't make I'm life very interesting. Never a ball of sunshine. But it's really important to do shadow work, and a lot of that literally. I I can't tell you how many people I read tarot for, and I'm just like, you gotta kind of sit with your shit, and that's really all that you can do. The only way to really start doing your shadow work is to sit with your shit and think about it for Mm -hmm. a long time. And it's not like it's going to happen in like one 30 minute meditation or whatever the fuck. Like it takes a while. It takes a while to work through that stuff. It's like trauma therapy, but doing it yourself. Yeah. For some people dealing with it yourself. And and that may lead to the realization that you need the deeper therapy work Mm -hmm. even. You know, not all shadow work is going to be the same for everybody. Not everybody is going to require the same assistance in kind of working through it. You know, it may be as simple as like talking about it with somebody else or you need, you know, to get a doctor involved. So, and that's fine. Like we, ex- I heard you say doctor. Sometimes. Oh my God. No. Do how great would therapy be if it was just a dog? Like that you could talk to for hours and hours and hours. So guys, this is my therapist. Her name is Kima. <laughs> and all she does is sit next to me while I talk. And that is my therapist. I'm just kidding. I have a real therapist. <laughs> Leah is actually really great whenever I have, like, I start to get manic um, or have a really, like, get really sad. Like, this past this past week, I had a really, really bad day. Like, for no reason. Like, and I even tried to do yoga and exercise and everything, and it didn't help. I was just depressed for no reason. And Leah didn't leave my side. It was really sweet. Dogs have definitely have their own sense about that kind of thing. It's really cute. I'm convinced Kima just doesn't know how to... Maybe she's my parasite. Maybe she's my Gabriel. I was going to say she's you're familiar, but you're taking a dark twist on this. So I'm, though, again, I shouldn't be surprised. I'm Yeah, I'm shocked you're even a little surprised. <laughs> she, Mad- uh, Memily, remembers that Gabriel followed her home from the hospital. So she remembers that she what got... What a creepy way of putting it. Jesus. That's what, that's what they said. I know, but I think it's really creepy. I was going to say, I copied that word for word. So she remembers being at the hospital and getting better. So that's why she got to leave. But she remembers that Gabriel followed her home. Gabriel would make Maddie or Memily do bad things. And then Memily got blamed for them, such as destroying her mother's birthday cake. Gabriel has Memily stand over her mom to cut into her belly because Sydney was in there. God, how frightening as the mother of the child. Especially because she was like eight. So she like really had a life before you. And they were told nothing. All they were told is birth mother died in birth. But then where was she for eight years? No one explains that to these parents. I mean, that must have been one of those situations where they're like, oh, poor thing. She's eight and has never had a mom. I'm not saying anything against adopting kids. I think that it's a wonderful thing to have to have happen especially if you make a connection and like can give that to a child that's wonderful and honestly i'm kind of pissed about this movie like demonizing it a little bit because it's not okay it's not okay there's plenty of wonderful well-adjusted amazing people who have been adopted in the world okay there's plenty without a parasite in their brain yeah god this fucking movie (laughs) so (laughs) i mean she was well-adjusted for you know having a parasite in her brain 
27 years. Maddie realized this is the moment when Memily kind of realizes that she was able to stop herself from harming her mom. And she realizes that Gabriel has been doing this, has done this before, and that he's still trying to hurt the people around her, including Sydney. So now we see the kidnapped woman who we still do not know whom she is. She is finally able to untie herself in the attic space where she has been using the restroom is we had we do not know. There's but how also, long has she even been there? Like, that's I what I'm saying. Know. There is no sense of time in this movie. We don't know how long it's been since the first murder. Like, has it been days? Has it been weeks? Why are they not more concerned about this fucking serial killer? Like, James Wan thinks we don't deserve to know. James Wan can suck my non-existent dick. Really? Just for just for this movie? Correct. Oh, okay. Sometimes sucking dick is nice. Anyway. What? They, <laughs> they, so she is able to rub raw. Ew, this is gross. That sounds wrong. One of the ropes and breaks it apart. She's able to break out. She starts to run and she falls to the ground. This. Is this the part? Is this the part where they lost you? No. Okay, This good. is my favorite scene. The scene is is amazing they realize that she has been in memily's attic the whole time yeah so like madison's definitely being arrested now <laughs> yep so memily gets arrested this is the part though where they use the, and they've been using it as a thing but this is the part where they use where is my mind as like the music it's like an instrumental version of it which is terrible i've complained before about how people need to stop using rock songs or really any kind of modern song within the trailer or body of a movie as like and like make it orchestrated it's weird it's weird yeah. except except that is the thing that for Thor Ragnarok the least about this movie no that's like the one beef that I do have also I, I don't like Gabriel's voice I think it's really shitty and they could have made it better it just sounds like a strained dude he that's what I'm saying me. it doesn't really sound like anything like it definitely doesn't sound like something well I guess He's not actually speaking with an actual mouth because he's just an eye on a brain. Same. Me too. They, <laughs> just an eye on I'm a brain. I'm just two eyes on a brain. That's. <laughs> so they rust Madison. In the attic, mm. the cops find the weapon, which is the sharpened piece of the trophy from Dr. Weaver's office, which looks Badass like a giant. Weapon. Yeah, it looks like a giant. I almost said stabby thing. Like, a, not a knife, like a sword, kind of. Like a dagger. Yeah. A dagger. It says excellence, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. And the, also the coat and gloves that Gabriel wears. Yep. So the Keikoa got a good-ass look at him, so he knows. Yes, he does. The cops question Memily. All the lights burst in the room. Um, Kakoa gets a call from Gabriel, and she creepily, and Memily creepily says... He wants to talk to you. He wants to talk to you. Basically, he says he wants his things back. Okay. Sydney tracks down. This is... No, no. I made it farther than I thought I would. Oh, I think I know where it is. Guess. I'll tell you later, but guess what it is now. Is it when they, like, did the big reveal of him being on her back, like, on the videotape? I'll let you know in a minute. Oh, my God. (laughs) So, Sydney tracks down the hospital um, that Memily was at. Why did she go by herself, this stupid girl? Because the mom's in a wheelchair. Where is she going to go? No. She literally has been taught. She could have gone with hot cop. Well, she also didn't get in any trouble. She was fine when she was there. No one's there. Yeah, but like. And the bad like, guy's honestly, somewhere else. 
Honestly, what is the point of her even going to the crazy hospital if she's not going to get in trouble? Because isn't that kind of the point of a horror movie? I don't know. I do like one... this movie less than I thought. Wow. <laughs> weird. I didn't even bring that up. I thought it was fine. I thought it was bad. So she finds Emily's records. She finds VHS tapes. And then we go to apparently her mom still has a VHS player. All moms still have VHS players. Mine does not. My mom does. We I'm have actually... a bookshelf full of VHS tapes that are probably worth money because they're like original Disney. Yeah, we have that too. I never watched them. That's sad for you. I've we watched Hercules today just I've for fun. I've never seen Hercules. Oh my God. That would be fun to cover. I'm good. No, absolutely not. You already made me do this. No. You made me do Bewitched. No, it's fine. Um, let fucking Bewitched go. I will never let. And they did horribly. Anyway, Serena. Okay, Fuck you. So, <laughs> Bewitched was fun for a while. It just, it's too long of a show. No, I know. <laughs> it's just, we should have just done the movie. Serena May is being interviewed. She is the 15-year-old mother of Memily. Um, and she, Gabriel. She, and I, I suppose, and Gabriel. Um, At this point, she, they're still talking about Emily and Gabriel as separate people. Yes, they are. Um, they say that she was impregnated after she was raped. Her mom called it an abomination. And wouldn't and so, help her. And wouldn't help her. So she's trying to do the only thing she can do, which apparently is give it to this science experiment. I'm assuming that they already knew that there was a parasitic twin. This is why we need women's reproductive rights. Oh, yeah, 100%. It's also, I assume, but why else would it go to a hospital unless they already knew that something was different about the fetus is what I'm saying. Right. So they must have known that there was like a, what is it called? A tet? They call it a teratoma in the movie, but I'm pretty sure that's not a real thing. It's just called conjoined twins. No, because... Conjoined twins have to have like their own something. No, yeah, teratomas are rare term is that tumors that can hold different things such as tissues, bone, teeth, muscle, and hair. Oh, they are real. Whoops. They're mostly found in ovaries, testicles, and tailbones, but sometimes they grow in the nervous system and the abdomen. Sometimes a they're teratoma, cancerous. maybe cancerous or benign. Yep. Or malignant. That's cancerous. Boom. No, I'm just bringing it back to the title of the movie. I know, but I'm just making sure people know what malignant means. It's time to cut out that cancer, bitch. Yep. So she says, please look after Emily's as if the mother, Serena, already knows that the boy is not right. Gabriel ain't no angel. Ooh, I get where that (laughs) reference was. So now this is when you see a time lapse and we realize that Serena is the Jane Doe that was in the... In the attic of Memily's house. Ooh. That is the thing that actually shook me. Serena did pretty well for herself after the fact. I mean, she has a cool-ass job. Yeah, but they don't get paid much, I will say. No, but I mean, yeah, she's there's, a lot of, there's a lot of people that don't get paid enough for what they do. <laughs> That's true. But they're a lot happier than me, who's just at a desk job. I'm just kidding. I'm fine. So we have, more, we have <laughs> more VHS tapes being watched by really Madison and Sydney's mom. She's saying things like, Gabriel makes me strong. He told me to kill Bobby. They had sedated Gabriel specifically to talk to Memily by herself. And then when they wake him up, you see that Gabriel is literally a body sticking out of the back of Memily. That is 
so upsetting. I mean, it's dumb. Is yeah, this is the part where they lost you. No, it isn't. Oh, I was what still in. Oh, so, now I know where it is. Where? It's it's when like he actually comes out of the back of her head in the jail cell. Kind of. Okay. So this is where I started. Literally, thinking. just the last twenty minutes of the movie. I know. I told you that I liked it for a while. Gabriel. And Emily share parts of the brain so Gabriel can make Emily see things or Memily as we now lovingly call her. They were <laughs> electro <laughs> they were electroshocked in treatment, which is I believe I'm pretty sure they're trying to imply that that's why he can use like electricity as a power. It's uh, pretty cool. <laughs> Gabriel has been using her body to basically carry out his dirty work. They had removed Gabriel from her Emily or Memily's back at one point. <sighs> they they couldn't remove all of the brain without killing her. So they just sure. shoved it back in her skull and covered it up. That's not where they lost me, but it's close. Now we are in jail. She is being curb stomped by what is obviously supposed to be like a butch lesbian. And apparently someone from the 1970s Soul Train? It's an interesting look for sure. James Wan clearly doesn't know what a prostitute looks like. and I Clearly think that's what doesn't know what, a, what people in jail look like. <laughs> because I there mean, are all kinds of people in jail for DUIs, for domestic disputes, for turning themselves in, for fucking money laundering. Like, there is a gamut. Of people in jail, they do not all look like they were just prostitutes or sex workers. And the yeah. or a bush lesbian curb stomping a girl just for being there. That's like not a thing. Yeah. Memily didn't look at her or say anything. She literally went in they- there and sat down and they're like, Oh, where'd you get lost on your way to the culture club? Like, come on, James Wan, get your shit together. I I don't yeah, I'm not really sure if that's how it's not. That I watched goes. a lot of sixty days in. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was off, too. I was just like, why are they attacking her? Especially when none of them have been charged at this point, so why would you do something? Yeah, they're all just just in a holding cell. They're just in a holding cell. So they start curb stomping her. And this is where I'm lost. Because Emily rips open the back of her skull. Actually, I'm not even lost yet. I was like, okay. He's emerging, right? He's emerging. Where I'm lost is where (laughs) she starts walking backwards like a really fucked up. (laughs) Technically, it's Gabriel walking forwards. It's so bad to me, though. It looks so bad. No, it isn't. It's amazing. It's really weird. Hi. You are on not fucking high. It is. It is so bad. No, it's not. When did he become a goddamn ninja? The whole time he's been a goddamn Why? ninja. How? Kylie, the How? whole time. He doesn't have a body. How? That's it. It's like literally just to be cinematic, like pretty, like interesting looking. It's not. It's bad. Kylie, do you know what Mortal Kombat is? Yes. Yeah. None am of that I makes any Mortal logical Kombat sense either. Right now? Am I watching Mortal Kombat or am I trying to watch a horror movie? <laughs> Because last time I checked, I thought I was watching a movie about a parasitic twin, not a goddamn <laughs> demonic ninja. 
who can fucking slice people open with barely looking at them. But he has the strength of a full-grown woman and four little babies. You know. <laughs> they weren't babies. They were fetuses. That's what Toy said about his twin. <laughs> it's also what we say to people who are against abortion rights because they're not babies. Uh, they're not babies. Not babies. They're just fetuses. They're, they're fetuses. just collections of cells, guys. Uh. So... She murders all the other women and is suddenly a demonic There ninja. is, like, 20 women in this cell, she mur- And then kills the cop that's, like, the guard. Which, by the way, that guard took a long fucking time to get you there. Keep, that- you keep saying she, and it's actually he, because oh, it's I- actually Gabriel. It's Mamabriel. <laughs> I won't do that again. And I also Yeah, I don't think you could if you tried. This is truly, like, the... F- this is where it should have been a Marvel comic instead. This that is when Kevin... I started crying. I was laughing so hard. I mean, the second time I watched it, there were moments where I laughed, but it was for a very specific reason, which I'll talk about. But was it Bonnie... picturing me watching it? No, it wasn't. Okay, because that would have made anyone laugh. Because wow, it was where Memily's head was sticking out the back. Yep. <laughs> we're gonna get there. So, it is very it is very funny image. We, no. It's still going, girl. This I have notes on this whole fight scene. Oh my god. Like it's not even noteworthy. It's you just have to watch it. There's like arms being broken and Okay, it's pretty, so she gets it's pretty out. damn bloody. But it is well, very bloody. I thought that the reveal of Gabriel being in the back of her skull was pretty amazing and the whole contortionist. Yeah, I thought it was great. Wow. How do we I see this it. so differently? We're so we don't have that different of taste. I thought it was a great twist. They talked about it for like fucking ten minutes before. The second they said they just popped him back into the skull, I was like, Yeah, I don't know. The reveal of it was pretty great. If you like, literally quote, an eye on a brain. <laughs> <laughs> so Sydney tells Kakoa about the parasitic twin. He already knows the mom is still alive. Gabriel goes looking for his things, which I do relate to him on this. I do like my things. <laughs> um, <laughs> so he goes into the evidence locker. Luckily, our friend, whatever her name is, the s- Winnie, she survives. She hides, but sees him. Gabriel take his, you know, weapon, his gloves and his coat. Now, Ninja Gabriel has taken over the police station. He murders another 20 people armed cops. Apparently, he avoids bullets. (laughs) We're gonna, okay. I'm working through it. We've established previously that you don't like campy horror, and that's what this is. This isn't horror. This is stupid. Kakoa calls for Madison. He thinks she's still in the holding cell. Now. (laughs) Now we see her face. Borderline. The funniest thing I've ever seen, which is Gabriel crawling forwards, but it looks like a dead person crab walking. (laughs) And I would like to volley. I would like to vote for the name of the episode to be Demonic Crab Walk. Oh, my God. (laughs) Because I watched it on repeat like five times. 
the demonic crab walk. Yeah, because he's like kind of crawling forward, but it looks like she's like dead. But she's cra- you know how you crab walk like in like yeah gym no I know exactly what part you're talking about Holy it just looks shit. like a normal crab walk to me yeah but he's going for oh why was he crawling and then why would, why why any of this Kylie is that the question you're I really asking is why was he crab walking no V I don't know <laughs> that's that's why this movie pisses me off this entire scene is like oh I'm gonna murder this cop this cop this cop Fuck you, fuck your gun, break your arm, shoot you in the head. Like, like, what the fuck is he doing? So then the only two people still kicking, miraculously, are our two detectives. And this is a movie, after all. It has to follow a formula. No, it doesn't. Yeah, so it then does. he picks up a chair. He crab walks to a chair, picks up a chair whips it across the entire gigantic police precinct and it specifically hits those two and knocks them to the ground i feel like i could throw a chair across the room and hit somebody accurately i don't think it would knock them to the ground in the way that it does it was just like a small chair it wasn't like i mean if you throw it with enough force but i feel like i could do that my husband could definitely do that well he's like a gigantic bear though yes and he apparently has been up in his squat game which is very sexy Ooh. He can bench press more than my body weight now. It's pretty amazing. That's cool. It's it's really cool. So anyway, Gabriel and Mummy escape. The forensic that's the Oh point. Ridge Ridge has been slashed, I think, and she's been behind. slashed, however, the forensic tech comes out. She sends Kakoa off because they realize that uh, Gabriel is going after his biological mother. Serena May. Which sounds really southern. Serena May. No, I know. Like, we're in Seattle, and they have the Emily May, Gabriel May, Serena May. Actually, the name May, but spelled M-A-E, like May Whitman, is one of my favorite girl names. Oh. I'm going to take a witch break. Okay. This is really cool. This is really I stupid. I need to fucking recover from the crab walk. That's fine. So, this is something that I read on IMDb, but I copied it down for our purposes because I actually thought they didn't do this on purpose, or maybe they did. Listen to this. Madison's real name is Emily May. According to the Zodiac, the month of May is for Gemini. Actually, it's Taurus, and it's mostly June. But (laughs) Gemini, (laughs) the way this person wrote this was bullshit. Gemini is the twins, right? Sure. So May for the twins. Yeah. Madison and Gabriel are two different personalities sharing the same body. I just thought it was an interesting, like, not the Gemini. Are there any Geminis in May? Oh, yeah. Uh, Gemini goes from, like, May 21st or 22nd to June 21st or 22nd. Okay, so we're pushing it. Yeah, I know. It's not really May. May is mostly Taurus. Or, if you're me, Taurus. Good for you, Michigander. I said it's just interesting that we say it differently. <laughs> I don't know what the right way is. I'm just a... a Gemini. Gemini yeah. spent, my husband is also a Gemini. Who is your husband? Yeah. Have you checked the back of his skull lately? Yes, actually. Which is a weird question because it was a weird situation that I had to check the back of his. Were you doing something dirty? No, no. Okay, good. (laughs) I don't need a picture picture that way. No, it was not. No, he like bumped the back of his head. What would his Gabriel be named? Gabriella? No. Patricia. Yeah, right? Patrick, Patricia. Uh, probably something like Enola. 
Don't say that right when I take a sip of cider. Patrick and Enola. Evans wouldn't be able to get out through his dreads, so. <laughs> okay, good. We, we know that he doesn't Evans have that say- problem. Good. Okay, no, good. His hair stylist would have noticed a long time ago if. Uh... <laughs> I mean, mine too. Mine has to shave part of my head now to keep up my hairstyle, so she would definitely know. Does that feel nice when they shave it? Sounds like it feels good. Sydney is visiting Serena at the hospital. She's trying to get past the guard. Oh, and this part's fucked up. So the guard um, is stopping her from going to see uh, Serena because she's still a victim of a crime. All of a sudden, the guard's pacemaker starts burning in his chest and then explodes out of his chest because Gabriel is a real fuck. Fucked up. (laughs) Yeah, Gabriel is just an ass wipe. Some things I agree with him on, but not this one. Yeah, that's... Um, He wasn't innocent. He didn't do anything. Madison is now seeing everything happening. Serena, he's... uh, Gabriel's attacking Serena and Sydney. Serena says, Gabriel, please forgive me. I never should have given you away. Kakoa shoots at... Mabriel. (laughs) The entity that is this weird twin contortionist That is... We'll just say Gabriel. Um, but, mm-hmm. but Memily's face is staring at him. So that has to be weird. Mm-hmm. So Sydney's cornered. He Gabriel, this is where I got lost. Does Kokoa live or die? I don't know. Because he's locked out in the hallway, right? He get, yeah. Gabriel like shoves him into the hallway or something. I lost him in there and they never explained what happened to him. So yeah, I mean, they don't show him again after he gets like shoved out of the room. Gabriel throws the extra bed. The extra hospital bed over onto Sydney. She starts screaming out to Memily that Gabriel was the one who killed all her babies. He was feeding off of the fetuses, causing the miscarriages to gain strength to come back. He didn't kill the babies. He killed the fetuses. That's what I said. I know. I'm just reiterating because we've been talking a lot about yes. pro-choice things this yes. episode. So he was feeding off be- of the, the blood and the, the energy going towards the fetuses. He was feeding off of them. He caused miscarriages and killed her prospective babies. Then we see Gabriel kill Sydney by shooting her in the head and suffocating Serena. Then the world does the weird, creepy paint thing that we haven't even talked about, but that it like when it goes between. It's a cool visual. It is cool. But the sound design is bad, but the, it's cool to look at. Most of the movie is bad. Oh so my then, God. Mally- no, you said that only the end of the movie was bad. Yeah, but then you look back at it. No. And none of it makes sense to me. I have questions no. at the end that I would like to to pose to you. Oh, we'll talk. We find out Memily had taken back over her brain and done what to Gabriel what he had been doing to her her whole life. She puts she talks to Gabriel. She says, "Don't forget we share the same brain. I can do the same things as you can." She yeah, says, you can, witch. The acting is terrible. No, well, in, yeah, this scene is very poorly executed, but the principle of it in a literal mental prison. And he's like, you can't stop me. And she's like, not forever. But for now, I have I'll be ready. And it's basically what's his, Arnold Schwarzenegger being like, oh, I'll be back. Do you know what movie that's from? The Terminator. OK, just checking. I'm not that dumb. So yeah, that was well, it's not a question <laughs> of dumbness, it's that you don't get the movie references half the time. I've never seen it, but I know it's from Terminator. Okay. This means they show now that both Sydney and Serena were never killed. She had given she had like put that in his mind. Apparently, Memily 
once she learned that he had caused her miscarriages, she took over the brain, their shared existence. Now she apparently has superhuman strength because apparently Gabriel had superhuman strength. Takes the bed off of Sydney. They have a nice little moment that are like, I always wanted a blood connection. I'm going to get far away from the microphone so you get the ambiance. I always wanted a blood connection. But you're my sister. You'll always be my sister. I'll always love you. Blah, 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 blah. That line was just in there for anybody who was going to piss all over this movie because of the adoption angle. <laughs> and then you kind of hear flickering in the background like the electric lights. And that is my end of my coverage of this Sabrina is like awkwardly watching from her hospital bed. <laughs> She's like, oh, yeah, sorry I gave you up when I was raped at 15. Sorry, bro. Yeah, right. Because I also gave you up to a research facility. So really, the enemy here is the guy who raped Serena. None of this would have happened without his ass. Correct. Cool. Also wouldn't have happened if they had just removed him when he was younger and before he learned to be sentient. Yeah, like when he was a baby. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. I feel like there's I have a main question there. that has yet a to be A main question? A main. A main oh. question. Other than it did Kakoa live or die? Because no idea. You kind of answered it before, but why does Gabriel have superhuman abilities? Like his dexterity, like his speed, like climbing up walls, climbing down fire escapes, punching through brick. Like just because he's a parasitic twin, why does he have superhuman strength? I'm going to go with the angle that because the part of the brain that he is in does not have pain receptors. He doesn't have any of that oh you are pushing it so far you asked the question i gave you that was a that was a a solid answer but thank you i think you're thinking more than they thought honestly i know that i am (laughs) (laughs) that was these are these are not the questions you ask when you're writing about a horror villain because this is the but they make a point to show him be over the top obviously superhuman like a supernatural being right i would have liked this movie so much more even if it was her parasitic twin they had gotten rid of it and somehow like his existence in her brain had still been there that's like, what i thought was happening was that he had somehow but gotten you to show another me body a bitch walking backwards with a fake version of her head on the back okay of her head. no 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 until up until that point i thought he was a separate i'm just entity. saying that's gonna make me laugh <laughs> oh no that was very funny <laughs> that was like the, the whole first <laughs> yo like the her her rubber face on the yes! back of the contortionist's yes! head <laughs> Yeah. It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my fucking life. <laughs> it, it was a lot to deal with. I mean, some the fight scene, honestly, like... I would have rather they just threw the hair over her face. I agree. But they had to, like, make it obvious, I guess. It was pretty fucking obvious when she ripped the back of her head That's over. what I'm saying. Like, I don't really know. It had to be obvious to Kekoa, I guess. I... I, that I was think, one of those things that they talked about in a room for like six hours. I took my glasses off. I just can't do it. Oh I'm, my god! The premise is so good. The writing is decent. The acting is decent. So this is this is one of the reasons why I have faith in this movie, especially if we get sequels. Because if we Gabriel, get sequels, you're gonna have to buy them because I'm not. I'll watch them by myself, bitch. Like, I, like. <laughs> but if you want us to cover them, 
No, yeah, whatever. <laughs> the reason that I have faith in this, because, like, we have an iconic weapon. We have an interesting villain. We have... In what world f- is the villain interesting? It's a parasite. How is that not interesting? Because it doesn't... Look, Michael Myers is less interesting than Excuse Gabriel. Me. Like, at face you value. I not even put those two people no, in the I same am. sentence. I- I fucking am because you know what? Because he's one of those like killer dudes, like fucking all those people, all those bitches that we covered in October. Gabriel the is the next. He's the villain. next generation. Well, the next generation sucks. Yeah, but you know what? People didn't really like those movies when they first came out either. But like Freddy Krueger got like seven movies. I have a feeling it's gonna become like a cult classic. Yes. And I'm gonna eat my own skin. Yes. Can we read the tarot for them now? <laughs> yeah, I'm into it. I think the I think the weapon is really cool. They, the they, he has really a cool, cool. power. Costume is cool. Yeah, the whole premise is really interesting. It's just it's gonna be see. But what's gonna happen is by like the fourth movie, Annabelle Wallace will be too old to like play anymore, and and they'll have to get a new actress, and then that's when it'll be over. Or they'll recast it like they did with Halloween Town, you know, and it'll be. Don't even. We aren't going to fucking talk about Sarah, whatever her last name is. Oh, my God. Do we want to ask the tarot if Keikoa lived? No. Okay. Do we want to ask the tarot if Keikoa and Sydney get together? Yes. Okay. He lived, or they would have shown him die. He He was too big of a character. It's the reversed knave of stakes, because this is a vampire tarot. The stakes are the wands. Oh, wands. No, it's wands. It's reversed. And it's, wands are usually, like, passion. I think if we do get a sequel, they'll have tried to date and it won't have worked. Okay. I think it's not, it's literally not in the cards, folks. I think the flirty tension is cute, uh, but I think that it's not going to work. And I think probably little Winnie is going to think she still has a shot. Oh. Forgot <laughs> Fucking forgot who Winnie was for a minute. Okay, oh now can we pull a card for the future of Memily? Actually, what I'm going to do, this is something that I do sometimes in the tarot. I'm going to find the lover's card, which is the Gemini card. Are we just also, assuming Memily is a Gemini? No, because they're twins. Oh, okay. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to find that card, and I'm going to pull the cards on either side of it. And the card underneath it is going to be for Gabriel, and the card after it is going to be for Memily. I'm glad we've just adopted Memily as her name. Oh, it was upside down! I don't know what that means. Oh my god, and it's the same card. What the fuck? Huh. Okay, so for Gabriel, we have the reverse five of cups. He's not doing very good in that little mind prison of his. <laughs> Shocker. But, like, look at this figure in the card. They're studying. They're trying to find a way out. It also so. kind of looks like him. Right? Right? Long hair. Also kind of like me, to be honest. <laughs> the person is working on oh a Oh my god, I look like Gabriel. Well, maybe you should think about a new hairstyle. Nope. <laughs> Gabriel is trying very, very hard to find a way out. Oh, and uh, he's using some uh, less conventional methods to do so because there's a laptop and there's also paper books by lamplight. So that's an interesting anachronism considering this is a vampire tarot. Hmm. Okay, what about Mems? Memily? She also got the reversed knave uh, of wands, stakes, which is what? that's weird. I know. I know, right? Weird. It's weird. Um, okay, so in this context, see, this is a great example, y'all, because, like, the in different contexts, tarot means different things. So 
a name she looks like always... Helena Bonham Carter. Right, right. And she's like playing with her hair and is being kind of like coy. She's coming up with plans of her own. She's coming up with plans of her own and trying to figure out how to navigate this. I mean, it's going to be really difficult to how navigate. Do you, keep him, you know, how do you just keep him in? Right. That's the thing. That, like, she has to figure out how to live her life moving forward. Step one, leave that house. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Move on with your life. You know, try to move on. She thinks that she's clever, more clever than Gabriel, but she's not. She, she fucking ain't. She definitely isn't. I agree so. with you there. Okay. That's unfortunate. That was a cool way to read those. I liked that. Thanks. You're welcome. Yeah. Well, we we didn't fight nearly as much as I thought we would. No. Mm-mm. Good for us. That was fun, though. It was really fun. Kylie, what are we covering next week before Christmas? Of the Grinch who stole Christmas. <laughs> we are covering... Dr. Seuss's The Grinch Who Stole Christmas, starring Jim Carrey, and also in my top three all-time favorite movies. Pretty fantastic movie. So we'll be covering that movie and talking about witchy Christmas things. Yule. Yule. Um, Yule and other things. We're pretending like it's witchy because, like, the Who's are kind of magical. They live in a snowflake. Yeah, it's magical. They live in a snowflake. That's pretty so damn magical. we're going to go with it. Um, if you have not started watching TikToks on The Grinch... Get ready and follow our Instagram at Witch Theater with an R-E because, baby, I've been saving them for weeks. Oh, they're so good. Follow me at The Archivist Witch. The code word to get your $5 three-card tarot reading is Crab Walk, and you can request that at Mystical Millennial on Instagram. If or you take at- a video of yourself doing a crab walk, I will pay for your reading. Okay. Send it to Witch Theater. I'll give V five bucks to do your reading if you send me a video of you crab walking. Wow. That, uh, just so you all know that that video absolutely will be shared to the Witch Theater Instagram, so <laughs> tread lightly with that one. Wow. <laughs> but anyway, the other place you can DM me is Mystical Millennial TFL on TikTok, and we're at Witch Theater with an RE on Instagram. Sure are. Give us reviews keep listening tell your friends thank you for everybody kind of up in our listens lately we appreciate it we are gonna do some collabs soon some ads soon 2022 is gonna be lit we are ready we are really working hard so we will talk to you guys next week for me to sing to you where are you christmas in my highest falsetto oh boy are you sure it's too late to change what we're covering next yes week? it is goodbye bye <laughs>